Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. And Donegal County Councillor says he doesn't condemn those who have defaced English tourism signs in the Gaeltacht region. And it comes as a number of the signs, including a number for the Wild Atlantic Way, were scribbled out, leaving just the Irish language version. You know, because if you go to the Gaeltacht area, you're going to have obviously, well, like you do most areas, you have the Irish version and the English version. But they're scribbling out the English version because this is the Gaeltacht region and we only speak Irish up here and how dare you? So, now, the councillor said some people have decided not to be silenced while watching a very beautiful and progressive language dying. I fully support this action and would ask others to go out and if they believe direct action, uh, then do what they have to do. I will not condemn it. Michal uh, Colum Megilla Asbig is on the phone and I hope I pronounced his name right. Uh, councillor, good afternoon to you. Morning, Mike. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Michal. And program there. Uh, that's a beautiful prize. Stick the name in the hat somewhere for me. <laughs> you wouldn't mind an overnight stay yourself, <laughs> would you? I would not. But no. Michal, we had this situation in Cork going back about two years ago where people were painting red paints over British signs, you know, like Victoria Street and signs that were very British. And, you know, imperialist signs, yeah. Yeah, imperialist signs, if that's what you want to call them. And they were condemned for doing that. What's so different about this? Well, I suppose if you just let me put this into a better context, uh, in the West... Yeah, sure, go ahead, fire away. West west of Donegal here, the Delta that I represent, I'm an independent councillor here. Um, I suppose... For a very long time, this community has been suffering in terms of uh, economic drought. Uh, we have vast immigration. We have very high unemployment. And I suppose anybody that's lucky enough to be employed, uh, uh, most people are on minimum wage. And that itself has a huge uh, knock-on effect, considering that you can't get a mortgage on it. We're not really building any social housing and the availability of rented accommodation, you know, it's very limited. And, uh, and even if you did have the social housing, there's nowhere for people to work. Well, yeah, so th- there's a huge problem. So the, the, the community is very much on its knees, as it is in a lot of the West Coast. Uh, would I be right in thinking the majority of employment in the area would be Letterkenny? Well, the majority of employment, unfortunately, is Australia and Abu Dhabi and England. <laughs> right, well, and right. Okay. Uh, t- to be honest with you, you know, when I was a young fella, uh, would have been ex- ex- expected for all of us to emigrate, and we did. And when I went to Manchester, you know, most of us, uh, when we get to a certain age, we would return. But the sad reality of it is now, there's even people in their 50s and even early 60s who are away working in Scotland or in England. But has Ireland the- always been a kind of country like that, Michal, where it's a small country, the economy unfortunately can't provide for everybody, and we've always been a country that's transient somewhat, that our people will, you know, move around the world. Sure, there's 50 million of us spreading our seed all over the world. So we, we've always been that type of country because we're a little island. Well, no, well, I, I would disagree with you, Neil, in terms of uh, that the economy can't provide for all of us. The economy can provide for all of us. It's just that there's a decision made that the economy will only provide for a very, very small percentage within the state. Uh, but if we didn't leave, if all the people over the last 30 years who went to America, Canada, Australia, whatever, Europe, whatever it would be, didn't leave Ireland, we'd probably have a population of 10 million. Well, look, <laughs> where, 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 and where would they all work? 10 million, but if, you, if you're talking to a mother or father 
whose sons and daughters and some of them you could have hang up to five or six of them in Australia at the one time knowing mm-hmm. that they're and not that's sad I know it's sad you know it so, is uh, they did have a different perspective but going back to the reason why I'm on your radio show yeah, is, okay. is that we need people in the Gaeltacht area to speak the language in 2007 the Dublin government commissioned a report on the Gaeltacht communities and it, the, it was quite a damning report and it gave a very limited time to actually save the Gaeltacht and unless there was the, uh, drastic uh, measures taken, action taken immediately, uh, the Gale Tut would be dead come 2022-23, which we're only a couple of years away from. So we have a situation where either an individual or a handful of people have decided we're drowning here, we're sinking here, uh, and we're not going to go down without a fight. And I think what, the, what they're trying to say is, and, and you know, I'm not claiming to speak for anybody here, but what I'm reading into it is what they're trying to say is, is help us. Please notice we're here. We're, we're really thinking. Yeah, but you don't do we that. By, by, but you can't do that with criminal acts. You know what I mean? Because it is a criminal act. You know what I mean? Well, well, well the, the, the direct action itself is working. Uh, look, the very fact that I'm on your radio and that I was on other national uh, radios this morning and, and, and national papers, it's, it's, it's working. Uh, well, yes, of course, attention has been drawn to the fact. Well, attention has been but, drawn to the But here's the thing, the right? And, and by the way, you know, I do have empathy and sympathy for the people in the Gaeltacht areas who want that, you know, that tradition to survive. But those signs are designed for tourists as well, you know, who may not speak Irish. Uh, you well, know, because we are an English-speaking country, although Irish is our native language, we are an English-speaking country. So they're designed for everybody, and, you know, they are in Irish as well. I mean, here in Dublin and, and Cork and Galway and everywhere else, we have road signs that are done in both Irish and English uh, f- to accommodate people who, you know, would be Irish-speaking. And last year, we pumped over $1.2 billion into the Irish language. Now, I understand... You How know, much the, did you say they pumped into it? Uh, it? They reckon the figure could be, if you take everything into consideration, including television, radio, uh, grants that are given out, uh, translations for courts, translations for European Parliament, uh, all this kind of stuff, if you take it all into consideration, add it, up, it works out, I think we worked it out at about $1.2 billion, If you add well, everything I, I, up together. For, for a representative of the Gaeltacht, it's certainly not reflecting here uh, in our community from infrastructure or or in terms of our schooling. Uh, but come back again, look, Gaelic signs, there's a law there, and the, and the law came about from, from some of the direct actions back in the 80s. And it's right, of course, absolutely. We should have signs in Irish, absolutely. And the signs, the signs, the signs, the signs uh, are predominantly in Gaelic here. There are only a handful of signs that are in English. Uh, look, if you look in the Gaelic area from, I suppose, from our islands to Fintown to Falcara, to 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 lecture, uh, you're talking thousands of signs. There's about half a dozen signs that are defaced, and 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 and, and them, them, that action has has done what whoever done it wanted to do. It's created a debate about the social and economic reality of of, of the Gaelic. Okay, community. well then, what, Michal, What needs to be done? I mean, you're talking 2023. You said that area will be well. When I say well, the, what, what, you're what concerned about the done. dying of the language and the culture, right? What needs to be done to, to reverse the problem? Let's leave the signs alone for the moment. What needs to be done to reverse that problem? Because realistically, you can't create jobs where there isn't an economy. Well, look, economies are created uh, uh, wherever, I suppose, the capital classes wishes to create that and to, 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 de- to develop that. We, you know, we had a fishing industry, and I suppose what your question is, what can we do instead of maybe looking back? What we need to be doing is, is maybe creating an economy here uh, where where it has where people are employed what 
proper living wages and not surviving wages so that our youth who, who are who would want to stay here can stay here. Well, so well, look, we talked about that record. during the week on the show. There is a suggestion Sorry? that we sh- we talked about during the week on the show that we should be paying a living wage at twelve thirty rather than the uh, whatever it is nine eighty that we're paying at the moment, and that's for government to decide in the next budget. And I think that could happen because Sinn Fein are proposing that at the moment. But that's still not enough. It's still only an extra three euro an hour. It's still not going to you know no, make these areas survive. And, and realistically, I, this you know what it reminds me of a little bit, Michal. And please don't take this as an insult. But no, back, no, 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 yeah, but, but, but back in the, in the day when Maggie Thatcher was the battling against the miners and although she was crucifying the miners well uh, well, okay we we, we all have a different view on that when we look back in hindsight right you had these towns and villages all over the UK who who lived on the mines who survived with the mines I went to one of the mining towns when I was over in Newcastle I went on a tour of one of the mining towns a beautiful old town from the 1800s you know with all these old cottages and villages and it's desolate now desolate right because nobody lives there because there's no mines anymore but the reason she did it was it was costing the UK government billions every year uh, to basically subsidise taking coal out of the ground in Britain where they could bring it in for half the price in Poland. And everybody was against her and said, oh, you can't do that, you can't do that. But they weren't willing to pay more taxes for that to survive. And for this, unfortunately, for this to survive, if it can't sustain itself, you know, it costs the state money. And then you're looking, turning to the taxpayers and say, are you willing to pay an extra 2 or 3% income tax for this to survive? And well, that's I, the way I, we I have think, to look at it, isn't it? I, well, I think that's a very simple view, view to look at it, and I would have a very different opinion on why Margaret Thatcher had crucified and destroyed them um, communities. And I think it was far more um, bigger and broader than just the coal issue itself. Uh, I think it had to do with the organisi- organising of the trade union movement in, in England as a whole. But, well, she didn't like Ar- she didn't like Arthur Scargill. We know that. Yes, yeah. and she destroyed the trade union movement. Uh, okay, but, but getting but getting but, back, but I mean, back, what we can do back. without spending a lot, a huge amount of taxpayers' money. Um, and obviously you believe that's what needs to be done. But, I mean, when that money is spent and we say, OK, well, let, let's just for argument's sake say, OK, let's put two billion into the Gladstone areas, uh, all of them around the country, there's many of them, uh, tomorrow to try and boost the area somehow. You know, we come up with a couple of think tanks and we'll try and boost the area. What could they actually do? Well, there's different ways of you can organise the economy. And every time we talk about... Uh, uh, economics or the economy of any area, and we're specifically talking about the Gaeltacht here now, we're talking about a once model, and that model is capitalism, and that clearly hasn't worked for us. There is a train of thought here uh, to follow different models that we see across Europe, especially in Catalonia and the Basque country, where the cooperative model has been working very successfully in poor areas. We we ourselves, I'm a member of a co-op on our Moore Island, uh, and there are successful cooperatives here in Donegal and the cooperative movement way back in the 70s was very successful in, in rural areas and they're some of the models that I think that we should be looking at and looking for alternatives uh, alternative ways to organise the, uh, the economy because again it, it's clearly it's capitalism and neoliberalism that's absolutely destroying us and it's destroying a, over a 3,000 year old language so I think there is, we live in a coast coastal area uh, but is it not a, is it not a case that, Michael, we live now in a global village where capitalism employs the majority of people in the world? I mean, the capitalism that you, you despise so much employs probably the vast majority of the population of the world. Well, capitalism only uh, employs uh, the percentage of people that they employ solely to make profit for of course. individuals of course. and for companies. And, and, and but I mean, I'm, but I'm, not, I'm not denying that, but they do employ people, you know, and they are keeping default, people working. 
No, no, they're, they're employ people because that's what they need to, to make more profit. Absolutely. It's not that they're employing people because they yeah, want but, to but, but, yeah, but, yeah, but socialism doesn't work either. We've, well, seen, socialism, we've seen the despot that's over in Venezuela at the moment. So, you know, that doesn't work either. So, so Well, socialism, in fairness to it, and I suppose you have to look at it again in a historical sense, where socialism hasn't been allowed to work. And if you look at socialism uh, by ideology and by principle, it's about the masses and it's about looking after people where capitalism is about looking after the individual and, 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 and it's based on pure greed. And, yeah, but and, there's, and, no, and there's no doubt that the likes of the Mark Zuckerbergs and the Bill Gates of this right. world, or the Bill Gateses of this world and the Mark Zuckerbergs and all these people do extremely well and have more money than cents. But in saying that, they do employ a huge amount of people. Apple, all these are the big multinational companies, Yahoo, Google, YouTube, uh, all the companies we now know who have taken over from what, uh, well, there's nobody living in the Industrial Revolution anymore. So these companies have taken over um, and a lot of people work and earn a good wedge out of working for these individuals and that's just what we have to do. But okay, let me get back to this time because I'm, I, I don't want to focus too much on and, and I take your point that something needs to be done. I'm not dismissing that at all, Colm, or Michal, all right? But I'm looking at some of the text. Somebody says, what has lack of employment got to do with defacing signs? Reality is 99.9% of tourists visiting the area need the English signs and, ne- and the Irish language, uh, the Irish language, it would cost too much um, to look at the infrastructure in rural areas. They're also very uh, antagonistic towards English speakers. I would never visit one. Oh. Can I can I respond to that, please? Okay, yeah, sorry, it wasn't right. well written, but it was whether I read it. First and foremost, look, I've travelled a fair bit of my time in Africa, the Middle East, Latin America. I've, I've never felt the need to actually ask another culture to, to change the culture just to suit me. And I was able to make my way around without any difficulty. That's well, because those countries that you spoke to primarily spoke their own language. We don't. We speak English. Well, well, you, you do. I, I, I no, 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 no. Come on. I be be honest, Michal. I think statistically, what was it? 70% of the population speak fluent Irish and the majority of those are probably in teaching and that kind of industry. I think there's only 12,000 people in this country who speak Irish only. Yeah. Now, but, that's but a I'm really one, small I'm, amount of people out of 4.7 million. But I'm one of them people. Okay, and fair enough. Working but we're, we're operating this interview in English. Why are we operating this interview because in English? Because you don't have any Gaelic, I'm told. Well, I don't have any Gaelic, you're right. But, I, but, but, but Michal, apart from that, goodness, it's all too. Apart from that, apart from that, Michal, if I operated this interview in the Irish language, I would yes. lose 80% of my audience, most likely. Yes. That's a fact. Yes. But do we continue to bow? See, we're not I bowing to anybody. That's just the way well, 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 the way well, Ireland well, has changed. Well, I, there's a radio station, and I think it's probably unfair to mention them, but there's a radio station there that my kids listen to. Radio uh, Nagaltucht. No, 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 no. They're into music, right? right. And, and and it's predominantly an English-speaking radio station, right? And one of the things I like about that radio station is that they mix the Gaelic and the English together during their conversations, during their interviews and during their... Well, know. we do. We we do a guaranteed Irish show on a Sunday where it's... Uh, that's because you have to for your licence. <laughs> well, that's part <laughs> of the reason probably that's too. But Michal, okay, a lot of people are texting saying, I te- look, I, so yeah, says, I understand the point that Michal is making and yes, he's very passionate about something which I, I think is, is obviously going to happen in the long term. But in saying that, I still don't believe that a councillor should be condoning a criminal action of vandalism. Well, look, let's, be, let's look at the reality of this here. There's roughly five or six uh, signs defaced, right? Well, it's still vandalism. 
Well, look, you may call it. I, I see this directly. Well, like, what do you say? I can call it whatever I want. That's what it is. There's no doubt about it. Right. It's vandalism. Well, whatever, whatever you want to call it, define it by, right? The very fact that whoever or a group or individuals have taken this action and has, has, has created a national debate around the girls, I think it's very important. I think it's very sad that people feel, you know, I, I think people feel very threatened around the Irish language because uh, maybe it's a case of that they feel a wee bit inferior. They, they no, feel, I don't feel inferior at all, Miho. No, no, I'm not talking about, uh, I'm not individualising it, I'm just saying generally. I think the Irish language is lovely. I mean, I really do, and I'm, I kind of regret that I don't speak Irish. It would have been nice, unfortunately, I, like most people, I'm 55, the Irish language was kicked into me in school, and I didn't learn very much of it because of that. I probably had a fear more so of the teacher, right? So I failed well, as my leaving cert. It was kicked into you as well, but you can count. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I do know some words in Irish, by the way. Yeah. But, and I well, well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's maybe this is one of the things, the positive things that will come out of this interview. That maybe now, over the next couple of weeks, that you could throw in them couple of words with confidence in your interviews or while you're discussing things. But the pro- yeah, but that's fair enough, Michal. But the problem is, if I start throwing in a couple of fuckle every now and again, a lot of people probably won't understand what I'm talking about. Ah, but I bet you they will, and I bet you they'll appreciate it more. I guarantee you, do a wee survey. You have access to thousands and thousands of listeners, and I'll guarantee you that, that most people with your couple of fuckles will appreciate Well, I'll it. tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw out a poll, right, here, and if you want to get involved, right, a yes, yes or a no, right? Now, and I'm just going to ask a question. If I was to do half this show, kind of, as you say, in and out of Irish, right, okay? Yeah. A bit of a, you know, when I'm interviewing people, a bit of English, a bit of Irish, although obviously with certain people I couldn't do Irish because they wouldn't understand what I'm saying. Of course, of course. Okay, but if I was to do little bits and pieces of Irish throughout this show, would it affect them listening to the show, right? Would it bother you, right? So I'll throw it out, and, and I want you just to respond now by text or by WhatsApp. Just give me a quick uh, poll of three minutes, right? Uh, yes, you would t- you would tune out immediately. <laughs> or no, you would think it would be quite endearing. All right? So 087... That sounds, that sounds, one, that sounds like Churchill many years ago when they went over to negotiate when the Free State was set up at either war or PC, either like... Do you know? By the way, speaking of Churchill, somebody texted in and said, Churchill was spot on when he said, socialism is the philosophy of failure, the creed of ignorance, and the gospel of envy, says Stephen. All right, uh, keep texting. Okay, 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. WhatsApp or text. Would you tune out? Yes, you would. If I started speaking Irish, on, you know, Australia. No, 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 that's not what you've asked. No, 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 it, no, no, it is. If I, okay, no, no, it, no, it, well, no, hang on. If I, if I mixed in a bit of Irish with a bit of English. A bit of Irish, yes. Uh, okay, okay. Okay, would you tune out? Yes, you would, or no, you wouldn't. Right, now I'm looking here already, okay. Yes, no, I'd love it, says somebody else. No, I'd like it, not. Another person says, not. if you start speaking in Irish, I'm gone, says Inga. Uh, yes, I would tune out immediately, says somebody. No, no, yes, yes. I can see the going in here. It's a bit of a mixed bag, but unfortunately... It's a mixed bag. Normally it is a mixed bag. Yeah, but look, I have to think of my ratings, obviously, because it's important, otherwise <laughs> I lose my job, Michal, you know what I mean? You, you but but I tell you what, it might be good for a challenge. <laughs> Helene is in my ear, my producer now. She's now suggesting that I should do a challenge of trying to learn a bit of Irish. <laughs> well, there you go. And, I, and where are you based? Dublin? Dublin, yes. Right. I'm in Dublin fairly often. I'll come in someday in the next couple of months and myself and yourself will do some words in Gaelic. And we'll conduct an interview in Irish? We'll conduct a part of it in Irish. What you're comfortable with. All right. Because I wouldn't want to force it on anybody. All right. But in the meantime, I have to let you go now because the time is up. I wish you luck really in trying to sort out the area. 
And and uh, go me and Margot. And also, could you um, maybe not be condoning, you know, criminal activities? That would be a good look, idea. Look, look, I'll be honest. Maybe talk to him about it. Do you know what I mean? When I when I when I when I decided to stand as a councillor, I decided to be very principled, true, true to what I actually believe in, and not to be populist and look after what's in the best interest of me, as in getting votes. I I I leave the line to others. I'm very straight. I say what I think. And I'll stand with what I believe in. All right, listen, thank you very much indeed. Michael Slan. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.